Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis this morning. Uh, excited to be back with one of our regular reporters, Tom McNulty of Lando and Anastasi. Welcome back, Tom. Yeah, thank you. It's always a, always a pleasure to be here. Great. You always bring some really uh, topical conversations. Um, I understand this week you want to talk about uh, what Amazon is doing to help fight counterfeit uh, products. Tell me more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Amazon, uh, basically when Amazon started allowing third-party sellers kind of to sell directly on Amazon, they ran into uh, considerable kind of negative press and pushback on the amount of counterfeit products and infringements um, that were taking place. <clears throat> so uh, back about uh, the end of 2017, 2018, um, they established um, a, a first, I guess, sort of uh, way to try to deal with this, and it's called the Amazon Brand Registry. <clears throat> um, and the, the Brand Registry allows um, sellers of products on Amazon to register their brands with Amazon. Uh, and once registered, Amazon uh, takes some proactive steps to prevent others, you know, unauthorized uh, users of the trademark uh, from selling. <coughs> Excuse me. The, uh, the efforts they take, it's sort of a black box. Um, it's, it's got some, you know, machine learning and algorithms involved. It has some actual human beings involved. Um, and that's about as much information as they've sort of publicly shared in terms of how they do it. Um, but, uh, but it's been going on, like I say, for about three years now. It's relatively you know, simple and straightforward. You register your brand. Um, it gives you a platform to register complaints if you observe um, trademark infringement. But like I say, they do do some um, proactive uh, things on their own. <clears throat> now, uh, one question that comes to mind uh, is, does a, uh, does a brand have to be selling on Amazon in order to sign up? I don't know if you know the answer to that. I'm not sure if there are many brands that aren't <laughs> selling on Amazon these days, uh, but I was just curious. Yeah, to, to, I believe you have to be, you have to have an account with Amazon. So effectively, you know, you have to be selling, whether you have to be selling the actual product that contains a particular trademark or not, I'm sort of unclear. Um, but again, why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. Um, but they, they re released over the uh, summer uh, an analysis of, of how it's, uh, how the pro program has been going and what kind of uh, success it's had. Um, and according to the program, uh, according to the, excuse me, the release, um, they employ about 10,000 people uh, in terms of, you know, the human side of this, of this program. Um, they say they've spent about $700 million uh, overall wow. on getting this going. And they say that they've prevented um, about 6 million attempts to create false selling accounts. Um, this one sort of struck me as, as, as almost worrisome, even though it seems like it indicates success. They say that only 6% of attempts to, account, uh, to register an account uh, have passed their verification process. Wow. Uh, so that ought to give you some idea of the number of uh, bad actors trying to get on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, again, there's, there's sort of a number of procedures they use to verify, but, you know, one of them is apparently is um, they require you to send, you know, video and, and um, images of your physical location um, to prove that you are who you say you are. And that, that apparently is one of the ones that people walk at. Um, uh, they also say that they've seized more than two uh, million counterfeit products um, wow. as part of their, you know, the Amazon fulfillment uh, system. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, at least, uh, at least according to their reports, they're having a fair amount of success. 
Uh, yeah, 10,000 10, people. Uh, that's just on this program alone? Uh, just on this program alone, yes. Wow. Um, Only a company like Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, this had started as United States only. They're slowly starting to expand into some other countries. Uh, and they're actually expanding the program a bit now. They've added something called the Seller uh, Transparency uh, Program. And that's a situation where they'll actually create a unique um, individual code um, that you can print out and put on your products. And it's, you know, separate code per individual product. And things that are going through the Amazon Fulfillment Center, they will actually run the code and confirm that it's authentic. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of another step that you can take. Um, it's not necessarily killer expensive, but it's not free. <laughs> um, it runs um, five cents per code. If you order more than a million at a time, it goes down to three and more than 10 million at a time, it goes down to one cent per code. But you also have to you know, print it out and hire, you know, go through the right. process of actually applying them to the products and all that. Um, and, it, and it doesn't remove um, bad listings. It just prevents the shipment of bad goods. Um, that makes sense, but, but I can see how for, you know, especially for major brands, um, uh, specialty brands, uh, luxury brands, you know, the, the items that are regularly um, uh, counterfeited, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, luxury um, uh, clothing and things like that, that, you know, bags, stuff like that, that love to be counterfeited and, and like sold online. Electronics, electronics is one of the big ones. Electronics. Yes, exactly. You know, a cent <laughs> or two here or there, especially, you know, some of those brands are the ones that are do, shipping, you know, 10 million units or, or what have you. Um, exactly, it it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. To, to partake in that program, you do have to have signed up for the brand registry. So that's, I guess, one of the other small catches, but it's kind of a small catch. Um, the other thing that they've uh, instituted a uh, year and a half, two years ago now um, that I find interesting is it's called the Amazon's uh, Neutral Patent Evaluation Program. Um, and this is a way to try to stop uh, infringing uh, products that infringe a patent as opposed to a trademark. Uh, this is not something that they had really ever had uh, before or it addressed really in any meaningful way before. Um, it's a confidential process um, where if you have a patent and you think somebody's infringing it through an Amazon sale, you can file a report with Amazon. You identify one claim from one unexpired patent. So it's a very limited, uh, you know, kind of a look at this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you provide, a, a, you know, an explanation of why you think the claim is infringed. Um, Amazon employs outside uh, intellectual property attorneys to kind of conduct these evaluations um, you know, neutral third parties, um, people who have experience in the particular technical field that the patent um, is involved with. Um, and the way it works is they'll, they'll make an initial determination whether there's, you know, something sort of real there or not. Uh, if they think it's real, they'll send you an invitation to enter into the agreement for this process. Um, they'll send it both to you and to the accused party. Um, you have to um, have both parties agree to the process. So if the seller hmm. doesn't agree to it, then it, the, the process stops. Uh, on the plus side, if the seller doesn't agree to it, the listing is immediately taken down. Um, if the seller does agree to it, each party pays $4,000. Um, there's a couple of rounds of briefing. The, um, the, the patent holder files an initial brief. The seller files a response and the patent holder gets a reply kind of as a last um, statement on the matter. And, uh, and then there's no hearings, there's no discovery, there's no expert witnesses, none of that. That's, that's all there is. Uh, and then the evaluator makes a decision. Um, 
and the prevailing party will get their $4,000 back. So the total cost okay. is effectively only $4,000 and it's loser pays. Uh, and again, if the, if the evaluator finds in favor of the patent holder, the product is, or the listing is taken down. Um, if not, the listing stays up. <clears throat> and um, I assume, do you know if there's any sort of process of appeals? Like you said, there's no uh, expert witnesses or anything like yeah. that. So uh, what happens yeah, if you are the patent holder and they don't find in your favor? <laughs> Um, well, on both parties, um, both parties have the ability to bring a case in federal court. Okay. And if the federal court comes out differently, you can go back to Amazon and, and they will treat it differently. But yeah, there's, there's no appeal within Amazon. Um, there's not really a description or, 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 you know, a written opinion as to how they came to their conclusion. Uh, there's no damages that can be awarded. Um, you know, it's, it's limited, but you know, it, it can be very effective, it's only $4,000, which I promise you is dramatically less than the litigation would be. I'm sure. Um, and, and the other advantage is um, the expectation is that they'll all be done within three to four months. And at least according to the report, the average time as of the summer of 2021 was about seven weeks, which is, which is far quicker than a, than a court case as well. But I would guess uh, in, you know, I, I don't know if you have any numbers, but I would guess in the majority of cases where there's uh, an infringing party uh, that they just don't respond and uh, end up getting <laughs> taken down rather yeah, than, just, you know, spend four suspect, grand. I suspect that that is uh, the prevailing result. Um, I haven't seen any numbers released on it yet. It's, it's relatively new and they're sort of ramping it up. Um, it had been for utility patents only. Um, but they've got a pilot program going now to uh, do the same thing with design patents. Um, so that's, um, you know, that's a, a useful thing. Um, the other sort of advantage that comes with it is if you've got a finding in your favor, uh, or if you've filed a complaint against um, the same product twice, you know, perhaps different sellers or different listings, uh, and they haven't responded, you basically get a presumption of um, takedown and you can get um, as long as it's the same product, you can get it taken down from other listings without actually having to go through the process again. That's good. That's good. Um, all these safeguards are obviously wonderful, but uh, I'm sure it goes without saying that uh, it shouldn't replace, uh, you know, being in contact with a professional uh, a patent attorney, copyright attorney, etc. cetera. Um, yes, yes. I will say the, the, one, the one little bit of data that I have seen uh, and it's, you know, frankly, it's more anecdotal than, than hard numbers. Um, but um, like I say, Amazon makes an initial determination whether they're going to accept um, your, your patent challenge. And um, the, the data seems to suggest that you're far more likely to have it accepted if it's filed by a patent attorney than by uh, an individual patent holder. And I don't know if that's because somebody's, you know, kind of vetted it and decided whether you really have a claim or if it's just they know the, the language to use because, you know, you're effectively writing to a patent attorney. Um, but that, that seems to be the case. Yeah. I mean, um, if, if a client were to come into you or one of your coworkers at uh, Lando and Anastasi, would you maybe say, you know, give it a shot with Amazon first, but you know, we're here, if, we're here to help you if not, um, or how would you maybe approach a situation like that? Um, I mean, obviously it depends a little bit on the client and the nature of the of business and all that, but I would, I, that would be something that I would certainly recommend that they have us do. It's, you're limited to 20 total pages of briefing in your initial and your reply brief. So it's not, um, you know, you're not signing up for, for months and years of attorney time. So it shouldn't, even on the attorney's, you know, fee end, it shouldn't be terrible um, to have them involved And it, it, you know, it should increase your likelihood of success. Great. 
Um, any other thoughts for, for business owners uh, as they may interact with this Amazon system? Um, yeah, I think the primary one would really be to, um, you know, particularly in the trademark side, Amazon is doing some proactive policing if, you, um, if you've signed up for the brand registry, but that shouldn't obviate your sort of requirement or duty to, uh, to try to police as much as you can and report as much as you can, because, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, this is kind of a whack-a-mole situation where you're sort of still targeting individual defendants that pop up left and right. Um, so it's, it's a step in the right direction, but it's by no means a complete and perfect solution. Of course. And I'm sure, um, you know, as you've spoken to us on many occasions, uh, the best defense is, is proper preparation in, in the first place, making sure yes. your documents are in order, your patents in order, all filed correctly, et cetera. Yes, that's right. Great. Well, we've been speaking with Tom McNulty at Lando and Anastasi. I want to thank you again for joining, Tom. If uh, people want to reach you at Lando and Anastasi, how could they do so? Uh, they can get me by email at tmcnulty, M-C-N-U-L-T-Y, um, at lalaw.com, or they can reach me by phone at 617-395-7040. Great. And Tom is on our show monthly, so if any of you uh, listeners enjoy this content, please be sure to like, share, subscribe uh, to our channel, hit that bell button so you can get notifications when, when further YouTube videos come out. Uh, all of it really helps our channel as well, and we appreciate it. This has been Radio Entrepreneurs. We'll be back with more after this.